Well, everyone, today is uh, uh, a big day, I guess you can say, even though uh, I don't think a lot of people will be watching this, but this is officially going to be the first episode of a, uh, a new podcast me and my friend Tyler will be doing. Um, so the premise here is we're just going to talk about strictly sports, no outside noise, just a nice place to escape to when, you know, you're having a bad day and you want to hear some sports opinions that's kind of why this podcast exists and you know just to hear our opinions on certain trades that go down now you can follow us at liam Comartin and tyler at green bay hornet and uh tyler uh you can introduce yourself hello i am tyler feinstein or as liam said on instagram i'm known as green bay hornet so if you want to follow me you are more than welcome to um, yeah, this, I think this, uh, series is going to be, um, a lot of fun because the last, uh, podcast didn't go exceptionally well. Yeah. But, uh, also we currently don't have a name right now. This episode will probably be uploaded after we get a name. So pardon us for not using the name in our intro, but just to make that segment short, you know, we got something to talk about today, uh, and you know, a couple of trades that go that went down. Yeah, uh, very uh, active trade market today. Yeah, uh, and maybe our you know final predictions for the NBA draft because that's tomorrow. Surprisingly, never thought it would come. Uh, so yeah, we got some things to talk about. So starting it all, starting off the day, probably the biggest news was uh, the Drew Holiday trade. Yeah. Me, but, uh, my it, it happened really late at night, so a couple of the East Coast viewers you might not have seen it right away, but I remember seeing it, and I I thought that the you know Bucks were going to target you know Chris Paul. I I, I saw it as a lot of sense to target Chris Paul. Now, Drew Holiday's a great player, and he'll be great for them. Yeah. And, but I thought it was going to be Chris Paul that was going to go. But, I mean, I think the players that they gave up in the deal were fine. I I think Drew Holiday, they needed an upgrade over, you know, Eric Bledsoe, uh, George Hill, and just, you know, getting an upgrade over that, I think was kind of crucial. And uh, they got that. And uh, and, uh, Drew Holiday. They also traded for Bogdan Bogdanovich, but we'll get into that after our initial thoughts on this trade. Uh, Now, the only thing that I really found a little eh to me in this trade was the, you know, just, just the picks that they gave up. Well, I mean... I mean, they probably won't mean much just because of, you know, where the Bucks are going to be picking, probably. But again, at first, it's a first, and you always like to have something in your back pocket. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I still find it a little weird that they gave up three firsts when... Well, Robert Covington went for, like, two firsts, so... Holiday. Yeah. And there was also two pick swaps in that. Yeah. So... I kind of can't get it. I, I kind of can't talk about the pick swaps. I, I have probably no clue how that works. But basically, 
if a pick swap works, it's basically um, if the team wants to swap picks with the other team, they have the rights to. All right. So it's understandable. Probably a little bit better than just trading straight up three first round picks. So I'll give him that. Uh, and also, you know, I, I do think it was a good move. I think like by I both teams, that. I like it a lot. For Milwaukee, you get that third. I mean, I don't know if I'd call Drew Holiday a star. If he isn't, then he's the closest thing to it without being a star. But he, uh, he's a big upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe, from what I heard, and when I watched him in the series, now look, I just got into basketball, you know, I'm kind of learning all the stats and just watching it. Uh, but he definitely was a little bit inconsistent, I would say. Well, he was just fought out bad. Like, uh, he's been well, pretty for bad for three straight playoff series. And... Yeah, my bad there. I, I just got into basketball. Yeah, no, but I mean, I mean, but yeah, I mean, they certainly got the upgrade that they were looking for. Uh, now for the Pelicans, I think they gain more from the picks than they do from getting Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, they also agree. got George Hill as well, so he'll be a true. But I think he was more just a sweetener for that deal. Yeah, but still, still a nice backup point guard you can flip. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, I thought it was a solid trade. I. I. Like I said, I. I was expecting the Bucks to trade for you know but, Chris Paul, but I mean. Yeah, but I think Drew Holiday was more financially, um, accessible. Now he's on a big deal, but it's twenty five mil compared to forty one mil. So and they need to sure. match the salaries, especially since the Milwaukee Bucks are capped out. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a solid trade for them. And now just getting into the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, I thought that was a pretty good deal. Um, uh, yeah. Only, I mean, thing that, only thing that I really didn't care for in that deal was maybe giving up DiVincenzo, but then I realized that they kind of just replaced them. So, I mean. Well, they had to give up DiVincenzo because they just gave up all their firsts. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was a pretty uh, – I mean, the only thing you can really say about the – Bucks that is not really like playoff worth is just their bench. Uh, but I think for agency, just because of yeah, they'll sign some so, like the best players guys. for agency are pretty much just like kind of stars on the verge. Uh, they can definitely improve on that in the offseason. It's definitely an offseason just to get depth due to it's not having star power and. Yeah, you know. so and yeah sure. and then for Sacramento, I mean look, you get DJ Wilson who's a depth guy, he was a former first round pick. Dante DiVincenzo's the main piece here because I think Buddy Heald will probably be traded and yeah, whether to these uh, Mavericks or for wherever the hell he goes. Um Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, I thought it was a. Yeah. I mean, for teams also, it I isn't did... anything amazing, but considering it's better than losing him for nothing, and DiVincenzo could be a nut, could honestly be their starting shooting guard if they trade Buddy Heald, or could be a really nice sixth man for the Sacramento Kings. So, I like the deal for both. 
Um, I'd say more for Milwaukee than Sacramento, but I don't think Sacramento got a terrible return. So, and then Ursan Ilyasova, he's just filler. So, yeah. Uh, just thinking of more ideas we can talk of here. Then but... there was the Robert Covington trade to the Portland Trailblazers. Forgot about that. And they, and what's it called? They traded for Trevor Ariza again, right? Yeah, the, but he's just there to make the salaries work. And, um, and I think two first round picks a little rich. I mean, one is protected, but it's still a little rich for my liking. But it isn't bad for Portland because they need three and D depth, and they've had holes at at the forward spot for years now, though Gary Trent Jr. looks to be somewhat promising or yeah, pretty promising. I really didn't even really look into that trade too much just because, you know, we're all looking at the, you know, the, the, the Drew holiday. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And kind of where we're all, we are at now with the James Harden deals, there's a bunch of rumors about him, the deal already being in place, but it's not official. Uh, and, and they're all conflicting. We probably won't know until we know, like, officially. Because it's probably going to be a pretty interesting topic that a lot of people are going to put their own twist on. We're gonna, they can be like Manish Mehta, you know, famous Jets reporter, and say false stuff to get reads, you know? Yeah, I know you didn't. Like you know, we, signed Lo- we signed Logan Ryan, which, I mean... For the tank, would would not be great because he's been okay. But again, he's not been great because I, I he's given up given up some plays. But still, I mean, what's it called? I don't know. Hopefully, there's no reporters that try to mimic Manish Mehta because their fans are going to be in for a rude awakening. Uh, so, but yeah. So yeah, the other so um, the starting lineup of the. The Milwaukee Bucks is now Drew Holiday, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez, which is a pretty good lineup. I probably even say more than good. Yeah, great line. I mean, when Brooke Lopez is your worst starter, that's good. Yeah. So and and they're one of the and they're probably one of the better defensive teams. Oh, they they were the number one defensive team last year, and they might be the best now. Well, they're definitely the best now if they were the number one team. Last yeah, because Drew Holiday is a good defender. Bogdan Bogdanovich can defend, and and I guess the only concern I do have is the bench. But they did clear up a bunch of roster spots since they traded away two. Pl- they traded away two pl- um two players in the Drew Holiday deal, and they traded away um. Three players in the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, so they cleared away for some of the other guys. Since you know they did, well, they didn't need Arson Elisola and DJ Wilson weren't contributing much. So, and, but I think it's it's they have probably the best defense. No, they do have the best defensive team, and they probably will be a bit better than last year. Yeah, they should be because their biggest weakness was shooting guard. It was Wesley Matthews who. I mean, he's not Garbo. He's not like, but he is probably a below average starting shooting guard now. He isn't what he used to be. Um, so yeah. But switching to the NFL here a little bit. Right. 
Now, look, I, I don't have the best relationship with liking Jamal Adams. I, I don't think he's a great guy, like people say he is. And today he said that he was depressed with the Jets, which is just I, – I look, I'm not trying to say he is depressed, he was depressed, but I think it's just baloney for him to try to get people to feel bad. Uh, I mean, think about it, dude. He's happier being – playing like a below-average safety. He might be, be playing good at edge rusher, linebacker, but he is not playing well at safety this year. Uh, and he's saying that he was happier as the best safety in the league, hands down, than he was. I just think it's something – I mean, think about this. You know how Jamal Adams is, I, I, I think, right? Yeah. He said in an interview three months ago that he wanted to stay with the Jets. And in January, he wanted to sign back with the Jets. And now he's coming back with the accusations that he was depressed with us. I just think it's baloney, dude. I mean, yeah, now, well, I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't think he was depressed. I, 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 if he was, then I'm sorry, but he's not. He was not. He was one of the happiest dudes on the planet. Well, it looked like it, but and he wanted to come back. So if he was, if he wanted to come back and said he wanted to stay with the Jets, what? So it, it, it's it's a uh, very annoying, in my opinion, just to have that said about him and just knowing that he did want to stay here. So it was the Jamal Adams saga as a Jets fan was not a fun thing to go through. We. We, every day we woke up and there was a new thing saying how he was shitting on us or something or how he wanted out and all the Jamal loyalists were sticking up for it. It was not a good saga. And to see him not do well with no offense, it's pretty satisfying. Just because when a player does that to a fan base who loved them, I mean, if you asked us beforehand who a lot of the Jets fans' favorite players were, it was Jamal Adams. Yeah, so, the best player on the team. He was the best player on the team. Uh, and now the Jets fans just hated him in a quick minute, and he did that to us. And his goodbye was on an Instagram comment. It, it was and – and the Jets fans stuck up for him too. I mean, pay him. And he wanted a $20 million contract with us. And with the way our team – he wouldn't make our team much better. He might have made our defense better, but he wouldn't have made our offense better. Because the offense is obviously the main problem, and that I don't want to talk about our offense too much. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, But I just think it's a bunch of baloney. I think he's saying that to get some sympathy because he's not doing well himself. Because I don't know if you've ever watched him in coverage this year, Tyler, but it's been awful. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. I can tell. I mean, the whole Seahawks defense has been pretty darn awful. I mean, what he was with the Jets – was a linebacker. He was a linebacker slash edge rusher with the Jets. But what made that? But the, when they put him at edge rusher exclusively, it doesn't work because somehow, in some way, Greg Williams knew knows how to use him better than Pete Carroll and Ken Norton. Yeah, well, Ken Norton pretty Which, bad. Like Seahawks fans, Seahawks fans want Ken Norton Jr. fired just as bad as Packers fans want Mike Penn fired. Yeah, true. But also, it also brings up the thing. Of the the saying, 
did Russell really carry Pete Carroll those years? And I, I, I think that not really, but I mean, it is a discussion. Well, I don't know. Uh, the defense was also elite back then. And Dan Quinn. Yeah, but it, I don't know. He's not been playing well, and now he's just trying to get sympathy for it and trying to make himself feel I don't better. know if that's scripted because sometimes the organization tells the player to stay, say they want True, to stay. True, but because... with his history, with his history of saying shit like that, I, I, I think it's just him trying to get sympathy. But, yeah, I mean, the Jets return right now, it's looking pretty good with the way Joe Douglas's draft is looking. And if he can repeat it, it'd be a win trade for us with how much. I mean, every game on the Seahawks sideline, you see Jamal Adams on the sideline, either getting yelled at or yelling at P. Carroll, which is something that we've never seen with the Jets. So it brings a question. Did he, was he really that, was it really that bad here? So it, it it's, it is what it is. I mean, we really shouldn't care. Yeah, I mean, it's over with now. You got your draft picks. And... Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not complaining with the return. I always said, well, you know. Well, you even it, didn't it was... expect that type of return. No, I was expecting a first and a third, let alone two of each. And, I mean, looking at, we thought Bradley McDougal was going to be a starter, but he's been bad. So, that was pretty much just a throw-in. But, I mean, for what I was expecting from the Cowboys, which was a 2021 first and third, and Xavier Woods, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Seahawks steal any day, even though, you know, Bradley McDougal's been bad. Well, obviously, so, really in hindsight, you would take the Cowboys pick now because, well, it's top three. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but if they, give, if they give us a Seahawks steal, then I'm taking that. And those picks. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, but, yeah. So then we'd have, like, the Brown situation in 2018 where they just have two first-round picks. Yeah, both in the top um, both in the top five because Texans, Watson got hurt in his rookie year. and Yeah. I'm surprised he had so many ACLs, ACL injuries. That's kind of shocking that you can just come back from that, especially when you tear Yeah, but he, he was, he's obviously very young. And, he was... and and he's still very mobile. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings the question, what's better for your mobility, knees or ankles? It's obviously knees, but if you want to bring the question about that, you can use that as an argument. But on the better things here, uh, what's it called? So, yeah, that's – with what I think of the Jamal Adams topic, uh, I, I, I think it's a bunch of baloney. Uh, and so now, you know, we'll get into the segment of the NBA draft. So uh, we're gonna do, I guess, our own little mock draft. Yeah, we'll do a lottery mock just so we can do more topics in this episode. All right. So with the first pick, I think I think Lamelo I think Lamelo Ball here is probably where it's going to be. Yeah, I, I feel like it. I still could see a chance Edwards goes there, but I'll go Lamelo Ball. I mean, I, I don't know what the fit would be. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they move Russell to shooting guard, move Lamelo to shooting yeah, guard. Yeah, the defense is going to be a mess. Yeah, number two, it's probably going to be Anthony Edwards. I can see. Yeah, I think it's going to go Wiseman with the Warriors. I mean, they. I, I my friend showed me a uh, 
a thing saying, you know, Anthony Edwards is a lock for that pick, but we really won't know for real. Yeah, obviously. Until t- uh, which should be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch a uh, an NBA yeah. uh, virtual draft. Yeah, but and NFLs went smooth, so I'm not sweating. It's yeah, not gonna work. It's just the way it's gonna. Yeah, feel. it's gonna be interesting. It'll definitely be very memorable if you were drafted. You're like, oh crap, I was part of that draft. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone wants to be in a, the draft holding up a jersey, but. You are also making some kind of legacy for yourself, and yeah. you know, just being a part of a virtual draft. So yeah, so, uh, and just so, back to what I was saying. Number three, uh, Hornets. Probably Anthony Edwards. Would you say? Yeah, they have to go Edwards at this point. Uh, four. Uh, I think Evdia. Yeah, Denny Evdia to the bull. They, they've needed small forward help for a while ever since Jimmy Butler departed, because Otto Porter isn't the long term answer. And he's and he's on the final year of his deal, anyways. So they get a good combo forward who could also be a secondary playmaker, and he's pretty versatile. Can play positions one through four, and he provides a lot of mismatch with his size, especially at any of the, either of the guard spots. So, so that's yeah. Number five, I think, will be top. Yeah, I think that's where they'll go. Kevin Love, it, it needs to. And right now, yeah, I mean, also, I, I just think that's yeah. the best move for them. Or even Wiseman, if he's there, yeah, he's not, not going to be there. Six, six, Tyrese Halliburton. Probably. Yeah, I like actually Tyrese Halliburton. I think the Hawks will trade this pick, but I actually really like Tyrese Halliburton. Could play shooting guard. He has the height to do so. Plays good defense. Can be a secondary playmaker. Trey Young can play a little more off ball, and he's a very good marksman as well. So I think it would actually be a great fit. And then you move Kevin Herter to the bench. Yeah. Um, seven. You know, I have a hot take here. They've usually been mocked Killian Hayes, but I think we can see Onyeka Okungwu going to the. I, I definitely could see that, especially it become more likely if. Chris- I mean, obviously, it's probably more likely they'll take Killian Hayes, but I mean, I think why not have a little fun well, and still be. I mean, you could still have Onyeko Kong at center and Christian Wood at power forward. That could work. So that could be an interesting yeah. dynamic. He provides the paint defense they need, and they they just need really any of the best talent available. And I'd say Onyeko Kong was one of the best talents available. So, yeah, so. And now my Knicks are gonna get Killian yeah, Hayes. Because you need a point guard, which, which is which is what I want. Yeah, you need. A... Wait, who won the NBA championship this year? Lakers. Yeah, I'm on a podcast, Dad. All right, sorry about my dad's interruption there. Uh, but uh, number nine, I forget. Number who's nine picking. is the Washington Wizards. See, they that they were they would be prime candidates for Onyeka Okongwu. He's gone. And uh, I think it'd probably be uh Devin Basil here. Devin Vassell, yeah. Who knows how to pronounce it? I I just don't want Isaac Okoro on the Knicks. I think 
Devin Vassell, or, well, actually, you know, it would be Okoro to the Wizards. Scratch that. Because they need defense desperately. Their defense has was, like, the worst last year, or at least one of the worst. So, they desperately need any type of defense. Yeah. Uh, so, Warriors... Who would you say here? Oh, you said Vassell. No, not Warriors. Um, the Wizards, I'd say Okoro, they'd go. All right, number 10, I think we got the Suns. Uh, what would you say for this? For the Suns? Hmm. For the Suns here, I could see them Vassell, but they need a power forward really bad. And who's here? I mean, I guess you could say Sadiq Bay is here. So, I'd say Sadiq Bay because he can play both forward spots. He's gotten better shooting off the dribble. He's a great off-ball complementary option. And it seems like, I mean, hey, Mikael Bridges has done decent out of Villanova. And Sadiq Bay probably a very similar. But can play both forward spots. And he's an elite three-point shooter. So, I think this is a good pick for the Suns here. So, this is Devin Vassell or Sadiq Bay? I'm going to say Sadiq Bay, but I could see it being right. Devin Vassell as well. Uh, now, after this, I really The 11 the orders, is the so... San Antonio Spurs. Uh, and they could use a... I feel like I don't I don't think they have any big needs, but at the same time, well, I feel like they do. And I'm well, let's kidding. see. I'd say... I'd say probably, well, DeMar DeRozan's probably going to be gone. Same with LaMarcus Aldridge. They need a center bad, too, but there's no real center we're taking here. So, I'd say they'd probably go, um, they'd probably go Devin Vassell here because he seems like that 3 and D guy that, and they definitely need more perimeter shooting on this team. And he can definitely start at small forward if they do happen to move on to from DeMar DeRozan. So, I think Devin Basil is the pick here. Yeah. 12, 12. is the Sacramento Kings. I pretty much forget the prospects. Okay. On, so, I'll All let right. you. So, Sacramento. Now, I'm going to do this on the assumption that Buddy Heald is traded because it seems like he likely is. It seems like he likely is. Hold on, let me get the. Oh, let me get the draft. Um, because I have some prospects in mind for the Kings, so let's go to the order. I mean, the board. My bad. Freaking hell. Um, I'd say here. Hmm, let's see. I feel... Let's see. I'm gonna say they go, um... The, uh... Hold on, shooting guard... They could go RJ Hampton here. Um... I think RJ Hampton could be... He probably has the most upside of any of these shooting guard prospects. I could also see Tyrese Maxey, but I feel like people will like Hampton more than they do Tyrese Maxey. Um, other prospects, I'd say... 
Oh, Aaron Naismith could be a good choice here too. But I'm gonna say they go. Um, I'm gonna say they go R.J. Hampton for the shooting guard of the future. All right, Thir- and fourteen, no, 13. the last pick of the lottery mock draft. Thirteen, the Pelicans. Right. I think will go. Well, let's see. I feel. I guess point guard could be, but they have Bledsoe now. But I don't think he's going to stay in New Orleans for long. Same with George Hill and maybe even Lonzo Ball. But I feel like they need shooters around Zion. So I think they go Aaron Naismith here out of Vanderbilt, who could be the best shooter in the class, and just get floor spacers around Zion, fill out your depth chart. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a lethal three-point shooter, and he can – and pretty much does similar things to uh, what Sadiq Bay and Devin Basil can. I think he's a better, maybe even a better shooter than those guys, but I don't think the defense is as good. But yeah. And then finally, 14, the Boston Celtics. I'm going to say they go the, I'm going to say they go Jalen Smith out of uh, Maryland, the center slash power forward, who is a nice stretch big. He plays really solid defense most, most of the time. Um, grabs the rebounding and the Celtics, they need a center and they'd basically get like, if he can be, I mean, he's pretty similar to, um, uh, Miles Turner. So, and that's who they've been originally coveting right now. They've originally coveting Miles Turner. They might get him in a trade and this pick might be in the hands of like, let's say the Pacers in this case, but yeah, I'm going to say Jalen Smith to the Boston Celtics. All right, and 14. That that was 14. Pelicans Four, were 13, yeah. and Celtics were 14. All right. I'm surprised Cole Anthony fell out of the lottery. I mean, yeah, but I can't put him. These other teams need bigger needs, and I feel these guys have really risen up the board. So, Cole, An- so right. Cole Anthony will probably fall to some other team, like in the from anywhere from 15 to 22 or something. Alright, so that was our mostly Tyler's, but that was our, you know, little lottery mock and, you know, getting into more NFL. Uh, talking about the upset of the week, which I guess we'll do. Yes. Uh, which was a don't necessarily remember. The biggest upset of the week? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wasn't really that many big upsets this week. Let me check. Not really. I guess we can do some of them because I can't really think. Let me check. Mm, let's see. Yeah, really the only, only, only real one, even then it wasn't that big of a favorite, was the Patriots over the Ravens. I consider that a little bit of an upset. Alright, what's next on the list um i mean you can pick it you can be nba or nfl i mean i've been picking it recently and you can now uh... wait what sorry my bet you can pick all right wait predict what i mean we can talk about maybe teams that can all fire right. their head coach and... so there's the obvious and uh the jets 
Uh, Texans, they might keep Romeo Cornell, but just going with what I think will happen, which is going to be they fight, they get a new coach. Now, if I were the Broncos, to be completely honest with you, I don't know about Vic Fiangio being my head coach past this year. Why not? I I just don't think he's as good as advertised. That could be led to maybe having not good quarterbacks. Yes, I called Drew Locke not good. Is that because of just the one game, horrid game he had against the Raiders? No, there's a couple of things that went Um, into it. You just kind of had the same issues all well, all season. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I, no, but he, he well, is obviously Broncos are and, injured as shit. So true, but still, I mean, Vic, I just don't know. But I, they'll probably. Yeah, I, I would give. Fine. Uh, um, another team that could I, fire. Well, Jaguars are going to fire Doug Marone. I already know that. So yeah. that that one's out the window. Let's see. Do you think the Falcons will retain Raheem Morris as head coach? Well, you think he's? I don't know. That's just, I, I, I don't think they will. He hasn't done a bad job I defensively. If you really think about it, I mean, you have to. You have. I mean, you have to admit the Falcons' defense has gotten significantly better under him. True, but I don't know. They might. They might like the idea of having a yeah, maybe better option. I mean, they'll keep him as, like, defensive coordinator, I'm sure. Uh, when when you're, like, a head coach and they want to demote you, you kind of don't want to stay because then they're like, oh, so I'm, I'm not the guy. I, you don't believe in me, you know? So, I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah, but be that then the same thing can be it. said about Romeo for now. So... But but usually when you're not the guy, you really don't want to stay with that team. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But they might fire him. Well, they, no, they might really I be mean, firing him. And to be fair, considering he's taking over the Falcons, which are a complete mess, um, to at least playing not half-ass D with horrendous secondary and terrible edge rush. It, yeah, he's done a he's done in my opinion an admirable job. He hasn't done bad. So, um, let's see other teams that could fight. Do you think Matt Nagy might go? I I think they should, and maybe he takes jobs as an offensive coordinator and builds up his stock Cause more. Because it seems like, because uh, like he just has not done a lot to help Nick Foles. Obviously, Nick Foles has not yeah, played, played great. If we're being honest. I mean, I know that his he can do stuff, but like the the offense limits him, and what the offense when the offense does let him go, it's the run, like yeah, and the running game is horrendous. And try to get Cordero Patterson back there. I, I yeah, because they're I really averaging eighty-two point seven yards a game, which is abysmal. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the yeah. Jets might be doing better than that because the Jets don't are not yeah, a bad so running that's team. And their O line is bad. I mean, they're also banged up and like COVID and shit on that O line. But even when it's healthy, that offensive line is not very good. Um, they have a bunch of below average stuff. I mean, even Cody Whitehair isn't even having a good year. Um, 
And yeah, and the because the receivers aren't bad. The receivers are pretty. No, they have no Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. Uh, well, yeah, I, me and my Packers friends always make jokes that he should have signed with the Packers, which, well, let's be real, he probably should have. Yeah, well, we offered him a contract. contract. So, so pretty much he chose quarterback hell over quarterback heaven. So, and he doesn't have to be double teamed, and and Anthony Miller isn't horrible either. So, like, no, their receivers are good. No, no, it's, no, it's obviously yeah, it's not just the, the offensive there. line's terrible. The running game is disastrous. Um, so I could see Matt Nagy, especially after they started five and one, and now they're five and five. Um, and yeah, so I'd say, well, Matt Patricia, I, I probably know he's getting fired. Matt, oh yeah, oh, I forgot he existed for a minute. He's like, that forgettable. I thought, I I do think he's a worse head coach than Gase. For your Lions fans, would you think that? No. Uh, Mike McCarthy's not gonna fire exactly. Uh, but but this is just really bad on Mike McCarthy's point when Adam Gase is a better leader than you. Mm, well, well, I mean, obviously Gase is a horrible leader. Well, I don't know because I don't think if McCarthy was such a bad leader, he wouldn't have been with the Packers for thirteen years. True, but obviously sometimes. Coaching tendencies change, but he's not getting fired, so we can't yeah. have them. In so, the list. and then let's see. I feel like there would be more well, candidates co- to fire. Well, most of these I new coaches can't... from like probably like 2017 and onward. I mean, they're too hard to judge lately on if how good they are. You have to give them a chance. So they basically. Got, uh, yeah, and then I don't really see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Anthony Lynn, he's probably getting fired. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is closing out games, whether it's Herbert being a rookie, which is understandable. He's a rookie who is still. Considered raw. Nah, I, I can't even say he's been raw. He's been good. A bad game against a a, a pretty good defense, probably more than pretty good defense. And the Dolphins, I don't think can say you can say he sucks, especially when he's a rookie. And that same rookie was considered one of the raw prospects in recent memory. So I don't think that that performance should bring his value down. Even though I know I know it was yeah, not the best performance, it's just, and I mean, I don't like to blame the coaching staff all the time. I really don't. No, well, trust yeah. me. Sometimes you just have to. See, we've embraced well, that as Jets fans. No, well, you just have to. It's just it's blunt. It's bluntly obvious that that's that's blatant as it gets. Um, and Lynn, because. I don't know why they just struggle to close out games so badly. Because really, they should be have a much better record than two and seven. They should have. 
I, I think it could be a blessing in disguise, though, because they could end up getting a guy like Penny Sewell and then having just that and just being yeah. very good in the future. So, I mean, I, I can't even say blessing. It probably sucks to be a Chargers fan with yeah, that it's reputation. Just because they have a bunch of games that – because they don't get blown out, but they lose in the worst ways imaginable. It's ridiculous. Cause, and it's not like they don't have the best ta- talent. They have some very nice talent. You have Joey Bosa, one of the league's better pass rushers. Keenan Allen, one of the game's best wide receivers. Hunter Henry, one of the league's better tight ends. And Austin Eckler is a nice running back. Only thing I can really say that's not good. The offensive line isn't very good. And and maybe some of the receivers under. You mean Mike Williams. But still, those are they. They've played. They've yeah, played. Oh yeah, Evans. I forgot about it. Did it say Mike Evans? Uh, you get right. You understand what I mean. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're they're maybe the receiver. That's why maybe taking another receiver. I know they took. I mean, Reed, but, uh, Reed. Oh yeah, but, I mean Herbert's made them better too. Like, if it was Philip Rivers with that, I don't think they'd be as good. So. Yeah, I mean, so now that we have, you know, our our firing candidates, uh, let's talk about the coaches that we think can replace them. And so for the Texans, I'm going to be obvious here. I'm going to put Eric Bieniemy yeah. down. So Texans, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, for the Jets, I, yeah. I'm going to use who I want here, who is also a realistic candidate. I'm not going to say, you know, a guy who I want, but at the same time, I don't think is going to be coach. I'm going to say Joe Brady. And I'm going to say that because if we're going to get Trevor Lawrence, I want a clever, a, a proven clever offensive mind to use his, his size, his arm, his pretty good accuracy for a lot of quarterbacks who have that same arm talent, who are usually inaccurate and his speed. And I think Joe Brady probably can be the most clever with it. That's why I would trust him with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he'd have his growing pains as head coach. But thankfully, those would be in the rookie years of Trevor Lawrence, and they both can learn from it. So, yeah. So, that's who I would put down as the Jets head coach. Now, who I would put down as the or the Chargers uh, head coach, I would want a offensive mind to use Herbert. Maybe even a defensive coach. But... I mean, who would you think is a good hmm. candidate here? I mean, you could go offensive-minded. But then again, defensive – I mean, the Chargers will have enough to score on offense. But then again, Gus Bradley – I mean, I mean, he's not a bad defensive coordinator. I mean, well, it's the one – the reason he got hired was because of his defensive prowess. It just didn't work out at all in Jacksonville. So, hmm. Let's see here. The defensive – Minded, co- defensive minded. Let me see the best defensive minded coaching candidate. I can see Matt Everfloss. Yeah, from the Colts. I've heard his Colts. name. He's been really popping off. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, Matt Everfloss could be interesting. Um, Let's see here. I mean, there isn't many defensive-minded coach. I mean, I'm trying to think here. Who 
is like defensive minded. That's like, is there any proven head coach that's defensive minded? Uh, well, if they want to hire Dan Quinn, because hopefully the Jets no, don't hire Bill O'Brien. Yeah, the Matt Everfloss. Let me see. Let's see some of the other. What's some of the other top ranked defenses that are? Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah, really, Matt Everfloss the only one I can think defensively. Offensively, you have like I've heard Matt Campbell's name rumored around. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, same. Thing. I don't think Lincoln Riley will come out. But I could see Matt Campbell doing it. Yeah, Matt Campbell probably can. He's pretty much a less. He's a more strategic Matt Rule. Well, and I think Matt Campbell, like, not saying anything against Lincoln Riley. He's done a phenomenal job. But, you know, he's used to having the superior talent than against, like, eight and a half or nine out of every ten teams he plays against. Um, Matt Campbell doesn't have nearly the same talent level because if we remember if you remember correctly, Iowa State was flat out garbage before Matt Campbell arrived. They they were terrible. Yeah, that's why I say he's more of a strategic Matt rule because he rebuilt the program and he's also Yeah, a good and, and even his mind. days at Toledo, he was a really good offensive mind. So I might go Matt Matt Campbell definitely interesting for the Chargers. Uh, I'd probably put Matt right, Campbell next here. Next team is the is the Falcons. Would you go offensive mind here? I don't know. I, I might go defensive mind and maybe hire somebody like Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. Let's think of. Uh, hmm. Yeah, we like need to clean up bad. that defense. So why not do it yeah. with a new defensive head I know coach? Falcons fans of like, we need someone to help Matt Ryan out. Yeah, that's that's why I would hire. Yeah, but I think yeah, Ryan. that's because they need a defensive minded coach to fix this mess. Because I mean, it's not like I mean before Dan Quinn. I mean Mike Smith, if you remember him. uh he was pretty successful with the Falcons. Yeah. It's not like he was bad. Um, yeah. Like, who are some of the other? Well, we have uh, um, Uberfeld, as we said earlier. There's also Greg Roman, Roman, and Wink. Yeah, Martindale. I could see Greg. I could see Don Martindale because the defense. The defense for the Ravens has been stellar. Just the offense has been a little eh. Well, really eh, but... Well, I guess I haven't been that horrible, but you get my point. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Maybe, I feel like we're missing someone obvious. Yeah, I know, Smith. but people have been kind of pulling off on him because the Titans' offense hasn't been playing well. Oh, you. There's not yeah. really like the best, really defensive. I mean, what Jim Harbaugh maybe? 
No, I don't think Jim Harbaugh would be um, a good hire. We could go. I mean, there's one name I did forget on here, and that was uh, um, Brian Dabble. Because he's done a really good job developing True. Josh Allen. and Even though Josh Allen in the clutches this year. Yeah, but he little... definitely developed him in the offense so, really so, but... nicely. Maybe, maybe that actually makes more sense for the Chargers, actually. Um, now I think about it, maybe. Yeah. Well, then again, yeah. So we uh, still he, have Matt yeah, Campbell available, him. but he doesn't really fit the Falcons. So... No, I think, I think yeah. Let's go, Matt, Matt Eberflus. They need someone that can help fix that defense. Dear God. Um, let's see the next team, the Jaguars. Maybe this. What? Maybe this is where Matt Campbell goes. I forgot the Jaguar. Yeah, I can see Matt Campbell here, I or maybe even Arthur, Arthur Smith, Smith too. But Matt Campbell, because Jaguars culture right now is pretty messy. So, and he. Fixed uh, an Iowa State team who was literally only known for basketball, and and I know college is different uh-huh. in the NFL, but still, he doesn't have to deal with recruiting anymore, and he doesn't well, you know, have to deal with uh, yeah any of that. He doesn't have to monitor kids, so and I think he'll be a nice guy to have in the locker room when things are getting. Ugly. So I think Matt Campbell to Jaguars actually is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, that's. I could. But I can also see Arthur Smith here. I don't want to have yeah, Arthur probably. Smith go jobless. But I I do not think he will. I think the Jets yeah. are even still. Because regardless of how bad the Titans offense has been, it's way better. I mean, it hasn't been great offense, the past so few good. weeks, but they've been playing good defenses. So. It's true, but you always want that. Offense. Yeah, You're but it's hard good when you, defenses, week after so. week to keep it up at that level. So, we have that. And then, I think, was that all of them? I want to say. I want to say, oh uh, yeah. I want to say that's mainly all of them that we know what can confirm we could probably get a new head coach. And I will do one thing. I will mention um, just one, just fun throw in. Um, if we fire Mike Pettin, I want Wade Phillips. Because Jesus Christ, we need a smart defensive mind that takes advantage uh... of our talent, which Mike Pettin does not do because he does the same shit every week. Anyway, so one last topic before we end this, uh, and uh, I'll let you decide. One final topic, because we don't want to make these episodes like the the first episode of the last podcast, which is about two hours. So let's see here. What? Um, any, uh, any guys, like, you feel like aren't being talked about for this NFL draft that you feel like, um, that could be really good? Um, you know, I have a good feeling that Dylan Radunes can be good. North Coast State. 
the tackle out of yeah um, I think I think that he will have that shock from going from you know NDSU's talent all the way up to you know NFL talent which for, for anybody that's a hard thing to go through but again it's going to be harder for him because he's been going against really small and also, obviously, yeah, so. better players. So, I think that it'll be a little bit of an adjustment, more of an adjustment for him than, let's say, you know, Alex Leatherwood, because he's going against the same NFL guys. Oh, uh, another guy? I mean, quarterback, it's kind of harder to name that said so. prospect. Quarterback, um... Because you have the main, most of the main ones already here. You have Matt, you have obviously the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, and Matt Jones. Or Mac Jones, my bad, not Matt Jones. Um, as your main. Um, guys, um, if I had to choose one that I think could be, uh, hmm. I think, um, Malik Willis from Auburn. I mean, not Auburn. He was formerly of Auburn at Liberty. He's done exceptionally well for the Flames, helping them to an 8-0 and record. I mean, and he does a shitload of damage with his legs, especially. That dude's quick. Um, so, Malik Willis may be a guy to keep an eye on, but I don't know if he will declare. Maybe he will because maybe – he might, if Hugh Freeze uh, gets a head coaching job elsewhere. I know a lot of teams will be targeting him. So, um, a lot of teams will be targeting him. So, he might leave because he yeah. doesn't want to work with a new head coach because it might lower his stock. And that could be problematic for him. No, Malik Willis. Are we talking about here uh, Willis Reed? Uh, so, I got the Willis part right. See, I'm a Knicks fan, so I said Willis yeah, Reed. So. Yeah, so maybe we can name one more topic and so I we mean, can end this episode. Or and if segment. I had to think of, I'll, I'll give my sleeper, um, Patrick Johnson out of uh, Tulane. My boy, he's been a beast this year. He's been he's been grabbing sacks like crazy. And what's crazy oh, yeah. is he could probably. Honestly, he probably could play um, – he's played all over the field, and he's excelled. He's kind of like, I guess, what Zach Bond is or was, um, but he's a little bigger. I think – what was Zach Bond, like 6'2", like 230 or whatever? Yeah, this guy's yeah, like he's he's like 6'3", like, two, like 260, I think. So – and, I mean, you could probably put him at middle. You can have him in coverage. I don't know if he has the full length to be a full edge, but you can play him almost anywhere, and he'll have success. He's a, and he's a good athlete. He can stuff the run well. And I'm really liking Patrick Johnson. I might even consider it with the Packers because, I mean, he basically give us an actual linebacker, like, in the middle at least, I think. At least, I don't know if how that fully works, but 
and he can give you some pressure off the edge and coverage skills. So I really like Patrick Johnson. He's very versatile, and Tulane has used him all over the place. And so with my last sleeper pick before we can see this episode is another Patrick and Patrick Jones from Pittsburgh. Uh, Look, if you're getting mocked to the Jets at one overall, when Trevor's on the board, I know he's doing something well. And a lot of people, a a lot of people are going to be liking this guy. He's probably around a late second with his value now, but he can definitely get to about an early second, late first. And I and I think he's pretty underrated, but I also do think that he will rise. And also there's a guy from uh, Penn State who I think is good number five. Uh, is, it, I don't know his name, but well, uh, obviously, yeah, it's I mean, obviously it's not Parsons. Obviously it's not Fryermuth. Oh, fuck. He's a receiver. Um, I know you're talking about shit. I know you're talking about. Hold on. Let me get. Hold on, let me. Um, hold on, let me get the rushing receiving out here. Is it uh is it um Jahan Dotson? Yeah, I wanna say number five, right? Receiver. Yeah, he's number five, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, Jahan had a great one handed catch versus uh, Ohio State. And he's also been doing more than that. So, that does conclude our first episode of this no-name podcast, including, uh, you know, me, Tyler, and my dad made the two-word appearance that he did. But, uh, so yeah, we, I, I do expect to be recording another episode this week at some point. So, uh, we'll see you guys then, and hopefully we have a name by then. So... Um, Tyler, you it's can been a great podcast. I'm excited to do more of these, and and I'm glad we're starting off fresh with a new podcast series. And hey, if any of you uh, see this podcast, uh, maybe you can uh, choose um, make up a name, and we'll consider it. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you guys probably around Peace. Thursday.